All right. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. I am your tribal hostess, Paulette Riestini. So happy to be here for yet another episode. It's been, it's been a year and a half, I think, we've been doing this, and it's so exciting. We're, hitting in, we're going into our 40 numbers for our episodes, and that's super awesome super cool and I love bringing you these amazing people who are making change in the world and hoping to inspire you and kick your ass and motivate and just to show you all these beautiful people who are doing their their love following their dreams living their passions making change in the world and uh, I love being able to be here and talk with them and to share that conversation with you. So thank you for being here yet again. And today's special guest. Hello, Patricia. Hi. Thanks for having me. So I'm so excited. Hey, Patricia Young is from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And she's with me today. She, is an, uh, she runs the Inner Prosperity Academy as also a life coach, uh, prosperity yes. coach. Um, you have a lot of different names. You have a book out. Now, see, there's my cat talking. I talking. <laughs> Welcome him into the conversation. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the, the uh, working at home when, yes. your, when your office is in your living room, which is, which is my choice right now. It's fine. I love it's it. Perfect. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so anyway, Patricia, hello. Thank you for being here with us today. So tell me, what's going on with you? What's, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I recently um, released my book. It's called Awakening to Life, Your Sacred Guide to Consciously Creating a Life of Purpose, Magic, and Miracles. And it's very exciting. Thank you. Thank you. It was, um, it was a beautiful process um, writing it um, because I feel that I actually healed more layers of, you know, the crap that we have accumulated. <laughs> throughout our lives so when you take the time to really work on a project like this like putting together a book and you know putting it out there in the world um there's so many things that are triggered and that come up um for you when you're writing so it was a beautiful process of you know um deeper self-discovery but also revisiting certain um things experiences that happened in life and then healing them healing another layer and um, I had, and, you know, I have to say the process was beautiful. <laughs> the launch was very exciting. It, it went really well. It made um, a number one bestseller in the U.S. for yes. midlife management, which I love because that's actually my target audience. Mine too. Mine too. Yes, yes. And then number two in uh, self-esteem in Canada. So it was, you know, it was. I'm very proud. Um, uh, all the work that was behind it, I, I feel very um, proud of everything that we did. And we, me, including, you know, writing the book and then the team that was behind me too. So um, it's, it's very exciting. That is so awesome. So how long did it take you to write it? I would say, well, here's the thing. I had some things that I had already written years ago and I kind of put in a, one of these little drives um, and I found it. I, I started... I've started getting very inspired because I was invited to participate as um, to have a chapter in a compilation book for women. Uh -huh. so that actually um, 
since I had to write like a little story, um, but it was my story, but in a, in a summarized way, because you, you have only one chapter. So um, that inspired me to say, hey, I've always wanted to write a book. I have these writings that I have for years, since probably 2008 or nine. Um, I, I didn't know if I was gonna find them because I was living in Barcelona, Spain back then, yeah. moved back here to the States, and I said, well, maybe I lost them while I, you know, with the moving and stuff, but I found them. And I said, okay, well, I found them. This is a message from the universe. I have to do this. So um, after that, I, it took me pretty much a year to um, organize everything that I had, plus um, getting clear on the outline. What is it that, I, what was the message um, that I wanted to portray or show to the world? And um, what would be the logical sequence and a, a nice flow for everything that I wanted to present. So it took like a year basically of writing and then, you know, having the, edit, the editor helping me to really kind of tweak. And she actually helped me go even deeper, <laughs> which is where all the healing happened. Yeah. Yes. So I was forced to really, so I really appreciate that part of the, of the process too. That's great. Yeah. And a year really, when you think about it, is not that long. It's not that long. Yeah. It's not that long. All the, the material that you've accumulated over all your years. I yes. know my, well, I've, I've got uh, three books out now, but my second book, which was oh. part memoir, uh, I mean, I think it took 20 years to write it. <laughs> wow. There you go. But, but the actual, you know, focus and the intention of putting it out is, is yes. not that long. So that is so great. And how do you feel now that it's out in the world? Oh, I feel great. I mean, I feel great. Um, that actually helped me get even more clear on my message and what is it that I want to do and how is it that I want to um, talk about me and what I do and uh, how I present my work. So it's, it's, I, I can tell you, it's been a wonderful experience. And um, I've gotten very nice feedback from the book, so that makes it even better <laughs> you copy right there can you show the cover oh no but if you wait one second i'll get it okay we can wait. <laughs> i'll be back in two it. seconds <laughs> go ahead go gracie go eat it go go on what why you're doing is. that hold on one second go on go <laughs> my dog Okay. Aww. All right. We'll erase all that. Okay. Here we go. Woo! Here it is. Oh, oh, isn't that beautiful? Dragonfly. I know. And okay. Let me tell you the story about the dragonfly. Because yes. I didn't know um, when we were talking with my publishing company, we were talking about, you know, designing the cover. And she told me, the, you know, the, the owner of the publishing company told me, listen, you have to start thinking about the cover. What do you want to have? So I kind of knew the colors that I wanted, but I didn't know the the image or the graphic or whatever. So something very interesting happened while I start, you know, when I, while I was writing, sometimes I used to sit outside on the balcony because I live in a, on a high tower. Mm -hmm. um, while I was writing with my computer and a few dragonflies would come over, land on the rail, you know, fly away. And then a little bit later will come again, fly on the, on the rail. I would go out for a walk and I would have fly, dragonflies you know, flying with me next to me. Dragonfly on the kitchen window on the 19th floor, just right there, right there. So 
the one day that we were talking, I had one of my calls with a publishing, um, the publisher. She's like, okay, now we really have to start thinking about this. And she's like, can I tell you something that I was, I don't know why I got this idea, but I, I feel that I have to share it with you. And I said, sure. She's like, why don't you, why don't you have a dragonfly? And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I was freaking I out. I was like, oh my God. And she's like, why? Why are you saying, oh my God? And I said, and I explained the whole thing about the dragonflies. And she's like, Patricia, we have to do this. I don't know why I'm getting this message that I have to share with you a dragonfly. And I said, well, that, there it is. So that's why I have a dragonfly on the cover. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I love when those kind of uh, synchronicities yes. or, you know, universal tags yes. <laughs> happen. That's so cool. That's so yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that was magical in a way. Yes. Very magical. That's beautiful. Are you from Spain? Yes. Well, my story is a little bit, um, I was raised in Venezuela, in South America, uh, but I'm the first generation that was actually uh, raised out of Spain. So everybody, my parents, everybody is born, actually, everybody's back to Spain. So yeah, where my roots are 100% <laughs> from Spain. But now you're yeah. in Florida. I'm in Florida. I've been here this is my second time around. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was here from 1996 through 2003 and went to Spain uh, from 2003 to 2010, came back here in 2010, February 2010. So it's been a little bit over eight years that I'm back. Nice. Yeah. And so how, how did you, well, do you, do you consider yourself a writer now that you've put out this book? Is writing one of your passions or was that just Yes, I love writing. I love writing. Um, before writing the book, I used to write, you know, articles for, for my blog. I used to write articles for uh, women's magazine. Um, um, I've been a contributor for some other blogs. Um, so I really love writing and I really enjoy it. I think I... I don't know. I think it's the best way that I can express myself um, writing and uh, I really enjoy it. And I think that um, it's a transformative experience in a way for me when I write because um, I really connect with myself. And sometimes I feel like sometimes, you know, when I got the book, um, the first copy, like the print, you know, the editor's copy, whatever, um, I was reading some of the stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's like I I don't remember writing this. It's like if I ch I've channeled some things that I, I get so in flow sometimes that it's like, it's not me really writing. You know what I mean? I do um, totally know what you mean. And yeah. And I, I know you can relate because if you've written before books and stuff, you know, you know what I mean. I think that's how, well, definitely I write like that a lot and to get into that space and to, it's a, it's kind of a meditative space. It's where you really yes. allow the flow Yes. You're trusting and you're listening and you're just in that. You're just so present, right? So present. Right. And it's like your ego is not, on, is not in the way. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just, you're not thinking, you're not analyzing, you're not judging. You're just, it's coming. It's like free writing mm -hmm. in a way. And I love that. I, I, I write my poetry a lot like that. Just it's like flow, flow, flow. It's like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Who wrote that? <laughs> <laughs> that just means that you're so connected with yourself and with your purpose, with your passion, with what you are meant, your, what, your purpose, what you're meant to give to the world, right? Do you feel that? Right. Yes. Yes, definitely. And 
it was not always like that. So it's been a process for me to um, allow myself and give myself permission to explore, first start exploring, and then, you know, little by little, um, experimenting dif- different things, you know, from, cur- from a curiosity place, mm-hmm. um, allowing myself to say, well, yeah, I enjoyed this, or no, I didn't enjoy this, right? So, um, and if I think it's a process that we all have to go through if we want to live lives that are more joyful that um that are more on purpose (laughs) um you have to give yourself the space to really connect with yourself it's a gift that you're giving to yourself it's it's an act i would i always say that it's the best act of self-love that you can give to yourself is having that sacred space every day where you connect with yourself um and then you listen to the whispers of your soul whatever it is that you have to hear that day and then be you know being brave enough to really take action and you don't have to take a big leap you a baby step um towards that message that you're getting because if, if you're getting that excitement that you know if you're feeling you know all light up then that means that you have to try it you have to give it a try you have to give yourself that gift of allowing yourself to experience that right um but it's like i said you know it's baby steps we don't have to take big leaps we don't have to you know go tomorrow and quit our jobs or whatever it is right um we don't have to do that some people some people it's fine they work fine doing those things but some other people like me uh, we're not wired that way but we have to enjoy the process of taking babies it's all the process it's all the journey it's all the steps and the and the lessons and the actions i mean you have to take action yeah i mean you can dream forever Exactly. But it's, you know, results equal action. Action equals results. You've got to, you've got to move. And so many people are fearful of that. They're so afraid of taking that first step. Right. Of getting out of the box. And all I say is there is no box. No, it's just, we have imagined that box. It's in our, in our imagination. Um, and yeah, every time we get closer to the edge of that box, then we start getting the, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I cannot do this. It will not work out. I don't have what it takes. I don't know enough. I'm not good enough. Whatever it is that we, those stories that we tell ourselves without even being aware sometimes. So true. So true. Yeah. And to, I mean, and I'm, I'm sure that you see this too. And I see this with so many of the women that I come in contact with. They're so comfortable. And they want to make change, but they're just too comfortable. Yes. Like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm okay where I am. I'm good. My, I, I don't feel this great in this body, but I'm good. I'm comfortable. It's like, well, is that really where you want to stay? Mm-hmm. Is that how you want to live the rest of your life? Playing small? I don't think so. Yeah. And, and, but they're so fearful of taking that step or they're so... I don't even like to use the word lazy, but that comes to mind. Or they're so they're so stuck, or they're so comfortable, or they're so fearful. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many words, right? There's yes. So and and all it takes is just that one little tweak sometimes. Yeah. That one little step. Right, and it doesn't have to be big, like we were saying before. Just a little tweak, a little step, making a phone call, uh, getting online and doing research for whatever they said that you want to learn. Or, you know, it doesn't have to be 
anything crazy. We're, <laughs> we're not talking here about anything crazy. Right. It's just, and, and we have to always keep in mind that every time that we want to do something that we have never done before, fear is going to be there because that's how we're wired. We're wired that way for survival. So we have to understand that fear will always be there. We don't have, I don't like when people say, well, punch fear on the face. No, because fear <laughs> will never, fear will never go away. You have to become friends with your fear because fear will show you, it will shine a light on what needs to be healed, on what needs to be changed, on what needs to be transformed. So you better become friends with your fear because fear will guide you as to, where is it that you need to go to live a more expansive life, uh, a more joyful life? And, and then you know, one of the things that I like to say is what's the worst that could happen? Yes. And usually the worst that could happen is so minimal to what they've built it up to be. Oh, yeah. It's usually lies that your head is telling, your ego mind is like telling you so many lies because I always say that the ego has a, an important role and which is protecting you and it takes its role very seriously. Mm -hmm. So it wants to protect you. It wants you to stay where you are because you're very comfortable. You're safe, right? Um, you don't want to take risks. God forbid, right? Something happens. <laughs> but hey, you need to be more afraid of staying stuck mm. than failing. There you go. There so you go. much. You can learn so much from failing. Um, that really is some, some of the experiences that you can have as you fail are really transformative. Mm. So you have to allow yourself, give yourself permission to explore and be, you know, live a, a fuller life, a bigger life. Oh, that's so good. Did you hear that everybody? Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Words right there. So important and so beautiful. And to live this beautiful life that we are given this is it. You know, this yes. is what we have. And, and the other thing that I feel is so important, and I, you touched on it just briefly, but the daily act of self-care, of self-love, and I even say self-compassion. Oh, my God, yes. To, to give yourself that time, the time to connect, that quiet time, to love yourself, to look at yourself. And one of the things that's so great with part of what I do as a dance instructor, you know, uh, I, I get to travel around the world and teach women about dance and about being in their bodies and they have to look in the mirror. Mm. And that's huge. And we're talking midlife women. Not always. I mean, I, I teach anywhere from 20 to 80, but, but midlife women who haven't looked at themselves in the mirror for a long time. Right. Afraid, or they don't like how their body is right now. And, and we come into dance class and we look at our bodies and we dance. And then all of a sudden there's this beautiful feminine woman emerging, you know, <laughs> all curves and whatever, wrinkles and, you know, stretch marks and whatever. And it doesn't <laughs> matter. It's part of life and it's glorious. It is. It is. And like, you know, I, part of my, um, story and why I started doing what I'm doing is because um, around four, four, and a, four years and a half, four to between four and five years, um, I lost two friends to cancer, two months apart from one another. While I was going through an internal chaos, I'm not knowing what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't know, you know, I was very unhappy when it came to 
the area of, you know, um, professional fulfillment and that type of thing. So um, everything else was great in my life. Um, but that piece was very heavy and I was feeling very lost and I was feeling, you know, I was suffering of anxiety and panic attacks and it was all related to that. Um, but at the same time that I was going through that, my two friends went, you know, passed away. And to me, what, that was the biggest catalyst, I would say, um, where I realized that we're here today, we're not here tomorrow, maybe, or next year, or next week, or next month. And um, I realized that if I put myself under shoes, knowing that I was sick, that I was going to die, and I started asking myself, what have I done with my life? What am I proud of? What is it that, I'm, that, I'm, that I have done that makes a difference in the world? And the answers really shook me because I realized that I hadn't done really anything that was really courageous or wow. something that I was, that really, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I, what I stood for. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know um, my values. I didn't know anything. So that was the time for me to say, oh my God, I cannot look back on my life one day. And just see regrets there. I can't. So that's when I started looking for help because I was so stuck. Um, so I can tell you because of what you're saying is that we have to enjoy today but to the fullest. And we gain weight, well, whatever, because we're in midlife, our bodies are changing. It's part of life. You know, some, some women have it better than others. It's part of life, right? But we have to enjoy our home our body is our home we have to take care of it we have to enjoy every single minute because again we're here today and we might not be here tomorrow and, and that's so that's so profound and, and it's so prevalent and i've been talking a lot about this the last couple of weeks too so it's really in my forefront um about this thing about how we've been raised with media and yes super skinny, thin, 20 model, 20, well, 14 year old model, whatever. <laughs> you know, and, and all the, the eating disorders that have come about because of the media and the fashion industry and um, how we're taught to shame our bodies. Mm -hmm. And if it's not this, then you, you know, you take your fat out of your butt and you put it in your oh. and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's just the <laughs> I know. Ever, but <laughs> yes. Um, and and to, to look at yourself and go, oh my God, you are one unique, amazing mm -hmm. human being and you are enough. Oh, yeah. There's always room for expansion. There's always room for growth. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to learn and to continue to grow and expand. And that's part of living. And that's so freaking exciting. Exactly. You know? It's an adventure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And to get out there and do it. You know? Yes. Just, it's just, it's so fun. And that's what, I mean, that's the other part of it is like, we're here to have a good time. Yes. We're here to, to live full on and big and it can be quiet or it can be loud i mean i'm someone who's been on stage all of my life you know so i'm i live pretty loud <laughs> um, but you don't have to be loud like that but you can still be seen we all want to be seen we all want to be heard absolutely we all want to be connected and we want to be part of something yes right? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. We're all one. We're all one. And um, I can tell you, you know, we have to search for whatever works for us. Everybody's so different. So what might work for me might not work for you and vice versa. And the same thing for other people, right? So we have to explore really what is it that we want to do? What is it that gives us joy? Um, and like you were saying, we don't have to, I mean, some people might want to be a speaker, right? Um, motivational speaker and be well known all over the world, but you don't have to do that. That doesn't mean that that's the only way right. in which you can live a big and full life. There's so many different things that you can do for yourself um, that are going to bring those same feelings that those people are going to feel when they're on stage right? But you have to give yourself permission to explore. And the problem is that we have been conditioned since we were kids to ask permission for everything mm -hmm. at home, in school, right? The teachers, et cetera. But now we are adults. We are responsible for our own lives. We have to take our power back and give ourselves permission. Nobody will give us permission if we don't give ourselves permission. Right. So everything starts there. And that's part of that self-love and self-care practice that we were talking about before. So what do you do every day for yourself? I do, I do have my time, my sacred time every day, mm -hmm. where I um, either I read something motivational in the morning, I probably listen to a, um, an audio, a podcast, or I, I watch a video, um, I read something, uh, or I journal something. Every day I do something different, or I just sit still. If that's what I want to do that day, I don't put pressure on myself. I try to be open to see what is it that I want to do today. Mm -hmm. You know, what is it that I'm feel? You know, what I'm in the mood for today. I don't have. I have a ritual, but I I don't have a, a structured or strict ritual. Um, I, I try to be open and allow myself to explore. What is it that I want to explore that day? And then gratitude for me is big. Mm -hmm. Every single day, gratitude is I open my eyes feeling grateful and I go to bed doing um, like a little inventory of the day and giving thanks for everything. Little things. It doesn't have to be anything big. Yeah. Little things. Sometimes I feel like, oh, well, I gave thanks already for everything. Okay, well, what about giving thanks for whoever invented the pillow? I have a <laughs> pillow. Thanks for that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. No, that's so good because there's so many things that we take for granted. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Pillows. Right? <laughs> who, de who developed the pillow? <laughs> exactly. The mattress. Oh my God, what a great invention. The mattress. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's so true. Oh my God, I love it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. So think outside of the box. Think yeah. outside of the box and be grateful. Gratitude changed everything for me. It really, it really changed everything. So... And I've done, I've done some gratitude challenges in my private Facebook group. Awesome. Um, we, we'll do, um, you know, 29 things of gratitude for 29 days. And the awesome. more you do that, the more you have to look. Yes. And look at, look at your pillow. You know? <laughs> exactly. Look at, your, look at those sheets that you lay in every night. Yeah. The shoes. Oh my God. I don't have to walk barefoot in the world. I have shoes yeah. and plenty to choose from. Like, you know, thanks for all the designers. I mean, so many things. Yeah. And that's so, that's so fun. It is fun. It's a game. You can do it. You can make it a game. Yeah. So, so what has been, uh, so you work for yourself. Right. I have, I have a, a full-time job and I do this on the side. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. 
and uh, what I do for full time. It has nothing to do with what I do <laughs> on my business, on my coaching business. Um, I do um, actually compliance and anti-money laundering. So I catch the bad guys. Ah. Uh, and it's very fun. I, I enjoy it doing it too. I could, I could stop doing it, but I, I enjoy it. It's a part of my thing that I really enjoy. And I enjoy these other parts that's more spiritual, more um, in alignment with what I really want to do um, later on when I, you know, I say goodbye to that. <laughs> All right. That's great. That's yeah. So you have a little side hustle. <laughs> I love my side hustle. Heart and hustle. And I love that. So what's been some obstacles for you that you've overcome to put that, the side hustle, the coaching business and the book, the writing, um, to where it is today? Um, I would say that time at the beginning was a little bit, oh my God, we have a storm here. I don't know if you heard oh, the thunder. That. That's a thunder. Yeah. Um, so time has been at the beginning, it was a little bit of a challenge where I wanted to, you know, do everything at the same time. But I have learned, I have to say, I have learned to um, manage my priorities, not my time. Um, so I can do all the things that I want to do without feeling overwhelmed and overworked and drained. Um, so at the beginning, that was really a challenge that I had, but I have learned to really, you know, I know I'm, I'm very structured when it comes to working on my business. I know what I need to do. I go to bed knowing what I'm going to do the next morning for my business. And on Sundays, usually I know what I have to do every day for, for the following week. So I, I'm very clear about my priorities, my goals, and that, that has been, <laughs> that has been what has helped me a lot to be honest with you. Yeah. That's good. And, and that, I know a lot of people struggle with that, um, yes. that, that bit of structure. Yes. A lot of people think when you work for yourself, you have all this freedom. Well, you can have all this freedom, but you have to structure it in. You have to, yeah. you have to. You have to calendar it in. I say your calendar. Yes, yes exactly. And I, I was working full-time on my business for a, a full year. And I can tell you that being an employee for so long, um, I struggled at the beginning with not having structure mm -hmm. on my business. So go. I learned how to do that and um, actually went back to work as a consultant uh, for, for the anti-money laundering piece that I like. Um, and, and then I stayed full-time in that company. But, um, but that showed me that you need structure. Either you're an employee or you're an entrepreneur, you need the structure. You need to know what you need to work on. You need to know how your days are going to, I mean, of course, something, sometimes things happen and they don't go according to plan, but um, you need to have that structure in order for you to achieve your goals. Otherwise you're going to be, you know, the shiny object and then you get distracted <laughs> with, with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And then two hours had gone by and you're like, what? It's already noontime. What have I, and you have done nothing for your business. So true. And I think that's even, even if you have, uh, you, you work for a company or you have an, a full-time job. Yeah. You still, you still need to take care of yourself. You of course. Your priorities out there, what you want to accomplish yes. and, and, what's going to fulfill you, what will fulfill your dreams and desires that day, that week, whatever you still need mm -hmm. that some sort of structure. 
You do. Absolutely. You do float around forever. <laughs> yes. You don't want to be distracted. You don't want to, because then at the end of the day, months go by and you try to go back in time and see, you know, if you, your progress and you see that you have not accomplished so many things because you have been distracted. So you really need focus. You really need a structure. And some people say, well, I'm not good with structure. And then well, look for ways in which it's fun for you, in which, you know, you get scheduled things in your calendar. And like I always say, what gets scheduled gets done. Right. If you don't schedule it in your calendar and you don't get a reminder on your phone or your computer, you won't get it done because you're, you're, you might be distracted with Facebook or social media or, you know, networking events. And so then you have to start thinking about what is a priority. That's so important. I think that's yeah. what makes or breaks a lot of entrepreneurs. They just, Absolutely. They just Absolutely. They, just yes. they get into overwhelm and all these beautiful ideas. And I've been there. I've done it. Yes. You know, I've, <laughs> Everybody has been there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I run three businesses and I've been doing this mm -hmm. a really long time. And it's easy to fall into old, old habits and old patterns or bad patterns or just, you know, lackadaisical, whatever. Yes. And so to stay, to keep that clarity and to keep that focus. Absolutely. Is probably of the, one of the utmost rules of running your own business and, and, and running your own life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's part of it because you're running your own life too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, this has been super awesome, Patricia. Um, anything else you want to talk about or add or ask or share? Um, I would say that, you know, nobody will come and do the things that we want to do for us. Nobody will come and save us. Nobody will, nothing will, you know, you don't have to wait for anything. Meaning <clears throat> some people say, oh, I'll wait until my kids go out to college or I'll wait until I get a better job or I'll wait until I pay up my debt. Don't wait because like we were talking before we might be here today but there's some days not in the calendar so now is the time to really start taking action little baby step by baby step with consistency because consistent baby steps will take you really far i can tell you that from my own experience for what i've seen with my clients with what i've seen with colleagues that are really focused and doing the things that they want to do and Again, you don't have to wait for anybody to give you permission. You give yourself the permission. And if it's not now, when? Amen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That's really good. Yeah. Oh, what fun. Well, I'm excited about your book, and you can get it on Thank Amazon, you. right? Yes. Or they can go to my website, innerprosperityacademy.com, and then they, there's a tab there for the book, and um, so they can get it from there. Great. And I'll put all those links in here too. Thank uh, you. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Joining me today is so fun. And I'm so glad all of you out there in Heart and Hustle Land have had the opportunity to meet Patricia and to see her book and to hear her words of wisdom and encouragement and support and life. Life. Love that. Life will never be the same. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully we inspire people. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And so everybody, thank you again for joining us for another edition of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. I am your tribal hostess, your movement motivator, your transformational lifestyle coach, Paulette Reese-Denis. 
Thanks for joining us for another episode. And I would love comments and questions. And please, you know, check out Patricia's um, website and her book and send her questions if you, if you have those. And we'll see you next time.